It's lunchtime at Tim Hortons, and we're serving up a special deal just for you. Our new $5.99 lunch deal includes your choice of any lunch sandwich and a side of crunchy kettle chips. Because what's lunch without a little crunch? And the sandwich choice is all yours. Like a ham and Swiss, Chipotle chicken wrap, BLT, and more. Made to order just the way you like it. Tim Hortons' new lunch deal. Simple, delicious, and just $5.99. Now that's a good deal. Only at your neighborhood Tim's. U.S. only. Price and participation vary. Terms apply. This is a podcast from Minute Media. In the fall each year we all congregate The mouth all gathered at the church of Hilgate The scriptures reading from the book of Monson Our favorite verse, my God, a freshman Drunk and obnoxious, what children face Ain't nothing finer in the land Now the 3,000 of our best friends It's Saturday in that band Welcome to the Saturday in Athens podcast, where a Georgia Bulldogs show by dogs fans for dogs fans. I'm your host, Herschel Gurley, joined as always by my co-host, Boss Dog. And our esteemed guest picking guest this week is country music recording artist Drew Parker. Drew hails from Covington, Georgia. He has written number one hits for Jake Owen and Luke Combs. He currently has his own EP, While You're Gone, out, and he is touring all over the place this fall. So, Drew, welcome to the show. We're fired up to have you, brother. Man, thank you guys for having me. I'm always down to talk about the Georgia Bulldogs, so anytime I get a chance to do that, I'm always going to be there. So it is shaping up to be an exciting fall for the dogs and for dogs fans, but it is absolutely an exciting fall for you. Tell us everything uh, that you have going on from a touring perspective, new music, all those type things. Yeah, man. I'll tell you what. I... Last year, didn't get to do much, um, as did anybody, really. But I am making up for lost time. This is the first time that I have been at my house longer than eight hours in probably about eight weeks. So uh, it's been crazy. But I'm, I'm glad to you know be back on the road and super thankful to, to get to do what I do. Um, but, yes, yeah, it's, it's a busy fall. I start this week. I start my own headline tour. So we are headed down to uh, this week. We're in Huntsville, Alabama, Knoxville, Tennessee on a Friday night. And then we're headed down to Tifton, Georgia, Saturday night. So got that going on and kicking off this week and also going to be out on the road uh, with my good friend Luke Combs throughout the fall. We are playing in Jacksonville, Florida, the night before the Georgia, Florida game. So you can only imagine what kind of time we're going to have down there. So. It's going to be a cocktail party is, is going to be bigger than ever this year. And it is starting on Friday night. Yeah, I saw that on y'all's tour schedule. I had to laugh. I was like, if only it could have been one day later, the timing would have been perfect. I know, man. Oh, man. Well, I wish that I just wish that we had Saturday off so that I could go to the game. But we are uh, we're playing in Jacksonville Friday and then we're going to go down to South Florida and, and continue to be uh, hungover from all the activities Friday night and just college football. I mean, that's the only bad part about about what I do, although I love it so much. Uh, getting to go to a college football game is v- pretty much obsolete. Not going to happen. Um, sometimes it, it lines up, but 
just just thankful for what I get to do and, and going to be playing a lot of shows and hope to see a lot of people out on the road uh, this year. And, uh, yeah, my new singles at radio right now is my first ever song personally as an artist to go to, radio, to country radio. Uh, like you mentioned earlier that I, you know, I've had uh, two number ones as a songwriter, but this is my first ever song that I pushed myself or my label Warner Music Nashville has pushed the radio for me. So uh, really excited about that and just, man, just making a lot of new fans and getting to meet the, them out on the road is is super special. So uh, it's going to be a lot of fun and, and looking forward to the rest of this fall and also, you know, just what we're going to be putting together for next year, which I don't know what that is yet. Uh, just a lot of, still a lot of stuff in the talks and we're definitely making up for lost time from last year. So it's going to be a lot of fun. Well, you bring up two things in that answer that I want to talk to you about. The first one is you said, you know, getting to go to a college football game is obsolete because your schedule. I just want to see if you saw what Kenny said on the Paul Feinbaum show last week. I did. He doesn't tour I, in the fall. That's it. He said, yeah, I'm not touring in the fall because I want to watch college football. Man. <laughs> oh, yeah. I, I, wish, I, wish, I wish I was uh, Kenny Chesney, not only for what his career has done, but for, for being able to do that. I, I, however, cannot just not tour in the fall. You know, any, any cannot tour in the fall and play 15 stadium shows a year and be perfectly okay. I cannot do that. So I guess Kenny's right about one thing. He's not right for rooting for the Tennessee Volunteers. So we'll, we'll leave it at that. Well, you know what they say, nobody's perfect. So, <laughs> <laughs> Well, the other thing I want to ask you about is I, I, I'm just curious to know what that feels like to – Here's something that you've worked hard on, that you've written, uh, and or conversely that you have, have played and sung yourself. Come on the radio for the first time as a, a country music fan and as a music fan. Uh, you know, what, what is that like emotionally? And, and um, you know, what a celebration that is when that happens. Man, it's, uh, it's super special. You know, it's – I mean, I don't, I don't know how to, you know, correlate it to anything – but it's just it's everything that I've ever wanted as a you know as a dream. It's all I've ever wanted to do is sing country music, and you know I I would do this at any capacity. If I had never moved to Nashville and I was still living down in Covington, I'd be playing all over the state of Georgia, still singing country music. Um, but the fact that I get to do it at the level that I've been given the opportunity to do it at is is super special, and and to be able to do. You know, I mean, they, they always say, you know, wake up and do something you love. You never work a day in your life. And, and I get to do that. And uh, I'm just super thankful to be able to provide for my family doing something I love. But, I mean, hearing, hearing my music on the radio, it just takes me back to being a kid, man. Just riding around in the truck with my dad, you know, listening to country music. And um, now to think that there's some kid out there riding around the truck with his dad listening to a song I wrote or myself on the radio is, is super special. So it's a, uh, it's a surreal moment and just thankful to be living this dream, man. You're obviously buddies with Luke Combs. You guys have written together a bunch. You're torn with him this fall. I understand there's a bit of an Athens connection to y'all's, to y'all's meeting. Could you, uh, could you tell our listeners about that? Yeah. So one of the first, well, so there's a promoter named Bradley Jordan uh, who books a lot of shows down in Athens, uh, has booked me at the 40 Watt, booked me uh, at Georgia Theater. There used to be a bar called The Hedges um, yep. down there. And 
Bradley had put me on to open for a show for Luke in Rome, Georgia, and and that was the first night that I ever met Luke. And um, but I do remember maybe a month or so after that, Bradley had booked Luke in Athens at Georgia Theater opening for Eli Young Band, and I was going to be the official after party at Hedges. Um, and I mean, I I remember after Luke got done playing, he came over to ch- to catch our show at hedges and and hung out and um got up on stage and sang some songs with me and so athens is super important to if it weren't for bradley jordan i don't i would have never met luke combs uh my manager cappy who manages also manages luke combs he was living in athens at the time so if i if you'd have told me 20 years ago uh that athens georgia was going to be a pivotal place for my career i would have asked asked you if you'd ever seen me catch or throw a football um, I had no idea that it would be. I had no idea that it would be dealing with with, with country music. But um, yeah, it was a, it's a pretty special place down there. Well, speaking of of country music and, and your success, we can't have you on here and not ask you about the Opry, brother. You're you're coming off your first first appearance in the circle. Uh, I just I have to hear about that and what that experience was like pulling up into your parking spot and. Um, I'm I'm just always how do you how do you keep it together when you hit that point you know and you're you're looking out at that and you're into church of country music and I mean man I I kind of get a little messy just even talking about it I'm not the one playing you know right. so well well first of all you don't hold it all in there's nothing you know it was I mean that I mean that's super special I mean for for a lot of us in country music I mean that is the highlight that is the national championship that is you know that is that is everything and so uh, i remember being a 10 year old kid taking a backstage tour of the grand Ole opry and watching travis tread on stage that night and that was a pivotal moment for me i mean that's partly where some of the dream was born that night when i saw him on stage and, and got to tour the grand Ole opry and see everything that goes on behind the scenes there and so to pull up just a few weeks ago and pull into a spot that had my name on it for my grand Ole Opry debut, just super special. And I, I, I don't know what the most emotional moment was for me that night because the whole night was just absolutely emotional. But I remember at the end of the night, the gym, the security guy there, he brought me this little, he brought me the nameplate that said grand Ole Opry debut, September 14th, Drew Parker that was on my parking spot. He brought that and gave it to me and man, I, it was really special, you know, and just getting to play the Opry was special, but also it was the first pl- time, first place that my uh, little girl, she's 18 months old. It's the first time she'd ever seen her daddy on stage. So that was super special and getting to have my family there and man, it, it was crazy. And what was, what was super special is how at home they make you feel there at the Opry. I felt like they were as excited to have me at the Opry as I was to be there. And when it's, when there's something like that, that goes along with it and they are that welcoming and that family oriented to bring you into that country music family, it's uh it makes for a special night, man. And uh, that's a night I'll never, ever forget. So super special. Well, congratulations on that. That's, that's such a fantastic thing. You know, if, if you've never had the chance to go to the Opry and you love country music, you've got to have that on your list. It, 
it really is. And it's, I guess, you know, kind of cliche to say this, but it is a spiritual experience. I mean, it's, it's fantastic. And um, yeah, it's something everybody should do. So lo- love that that happened for you. Well earned brother. So, so happy for you, you on that, man. Thank you. Um, so I know you're a big dogs fan, been, been paying am. attention to, to what we got going on. It's, it's looking and feeling like it's going to be a magical year. I guess let's start with what are your feelings so far on the 2021 version of the dogs and what are you most excited about seeing from them this week against the hogs man i mean i thought a few years ago that i had seen the best georgia defense that i'd ever seen on a football field but uh that has quickly changed this year i mean they are dominant i mean it is insane how good they are and what we've put together with i mean with the injuries that we have i mean Look at, I mean, just the whole package that we've put together and it feels like half our team is injured. It's, I, oh, I, I don't like to talk too soon about things, man. It feels special. It feels real special. Yeah. It's funny you bring up uh, the defense from a couple of years ago, because as this season has progressed, you know, you obviously try to find parallels because 2017 felt like it was such a lightning in the bottle type year, but I think with that defense, Roquan was such a transcendent player that in some ways he covered up some of the warts that defense had, right? And I think this year's defense has a Roquan-type player in N'Kobe, but then you also have a guy who's fixing to be probably a top 15 pick if he stays healthy by the end of the year in Jordan Davis. Um, And I think as a unit, what they're doing kind of opens your eyes a little bit, you know, where you go, they're not just good, they're dominant. Like it surprises you almost when the offense for the opposing team does something positive where they score points. Um, And I don't know if that necessarily was the feeling in 2017, right? Like we knew they were good. We knew they were going to do good things. But like when you went to the Rose Bowl, I wasn't shocked that Baker Mayfield and Oklahoma scored points because they were great. You know, I would be shocked if somebody did that to this year's defense. And I think that's that's kind of the difference. Um, And then, you know, you kind of pair it with Todd Munkin in this offense where don't even have George Pickens yet. Darnell is going to play his first game this week. And I mean, man, just, <laughs> I don't know, man. I think as Georgia fans, we're like conditioned to be like, when is the other shoe going to drop? Dude, and, what? I, just, I ain't seeing it. What's crazy to me is that I would have never in a million years thought that I would ever, could ever say this year that I'd be okay with Darnell Washington not being on the field. <laughs> right. I mean, Brock Bowers put on a daggum clinic this past weekend. Oh, he sure enough did, brother. And I mean, the way they're doing it too, it's just, it's just next guy up, man. Like they are next man up. And whoever's in there is just gonna ball out. And I have said this a couple times this year, and it's really proven out to be true. I don't know that there's a two deep that in the country that's deeper than theirs. I mean, they got plug and play guys up and down that roster, 44 people deep. I mean, it's it's bananas. And that's a testament to what Kirby and that coaching staff have done over the last six years, building an absolute behemoth of yep. a roster. Um, and, you know, the way the other interesting piece is, and I know you're a college football fan too, dude, this has been a funny year college football-wise. Everything we've been told was going to be true hadn't exactly played out on the field. I mean, no. what, Iowa, Iowa's fifth team in the country? <laughs> who, who called that? Right. Who would have ever thought that it's the first time in, I think, 97 weeks. First time in 97 weeks, Clemson is not in the top 10. 
Yeah, and they're darn near out to top twenty-five the way they're looking. I mean, it's been it's been tough, tough being a Tiger fan. <laughs> I think we should take credit for that, though. I think we broke them. I think I literally think we broke their spirit. We did something. I know we did something, man. Now, hold on, y'all were in y'all were in what Boone that night? Is that right? We'll see. I was in Boone. I was in Boone that night. Yep. Well, I'm sure that was a heck of a night too. Y'all boys are playing. Playing what is that? Uh, kid, kid stadium, Bre- kid yeah, Brewer kid stadium. Brewer. Yeah, yeah, we we're playing kid Brewer. Man, I'll tell you what. I during Luke's set, me and my buddy Ray Fulcher, who you may know, uh, dog fan. He was a grad assistant at Georgia uh, when Matthew Stafford was there, and uh, me and him are standing on stage, side stage, because Luke called both of us out that night to do a song with him, um, like he does often, and. Uh, we're standing side stage getting ready to like each go out and do our song that we're going to do with Luke. And on our phones, we're watching the Georgia game, just waiting for our cue of when we're going to go on stage, uh, trying to keep up with it. And there was 40,000 people there watching our show that night. And uh, they were taking up all the daggum cell phone service. So it, <laughs> it kept glitching up and we were both like, it was not good, not a good experience to not be able to, to watch every single moment of that game. But, uh, it was a it was a good time and and we we pulled that game out. What a great game! So Ray is one of our favorites. We've had him on the show multiple times. He uh, that boy loves him the Georgia Bulldogs and we love him for that. And uh, we asked him this when we had him on, so we'll ask you the same thing. Occupational hazard, but when you get the when you get the sheet for where the dates are, is first thing you're doing cross checking with the dogs to see if we got any conflicting game times. Like I'm sure. Everybody else in, in Dog Nation is fired up that it's a noon kickoff on Saturday. I'm sure you're like, hell yes. I'm going to yeah. get to watch the game before, they, before yeah. I go out and play. Yep. Although I was a little shocked, and I, I mean, I'm, I'm not mad about it, but I was shocked that this weekend's game is a noon kickoff. Uh, but at the same time, I'm as thrilled to death because I'm going to watch, get to watch every moment of it. So, uh, yeah, that is – man, it is not fun – with uh, when I see a 7 p.m. or 8 p.m. kickoff time, because that means I'm missing half the game. So I wish I could say that I had a say-so and what time things were going to happen as far as my schedule goes, but it's so cutthroat out here that you just got to take what you get. So, Well, one interesting development today, and I think what happened was they have to roll the dice a little bit because they pick them whatever it is, a week out, what the game times are going to be. And I think what ESPN did was they said, we think a and is going to beat Arkansas, so we're going to slot Georgia into that noon slot because we're going to get eyeballs on the noon slot and we'll just roll, right? Well, so then Arkansas goes down and, I mean, not just wins, but pretty much controls the game against A&M. And you got a top 10 matchup between the hedges. So not only is game day going to be there, they're stuck with them in the noon kickoff because they weren't in the flex spot. So they announced today Fowler and Herbstreet are doing the game on Saturday. So they're doing a noon game. They're doing the noon game because now it's the biggest game that the ABC ESPN family has in their property and networks on Saturday. So, so yeah, they're doing the first two hours of the game day where they normally do at Myers quad. Then they're going to roll Herbie and the crew over to Sanford for the last hour of the show and do the last hour of game day from Sanford. So Herbie can get his rear end up to the booth at kick after they make the picks. So yeah, I thought, I thought that was funny. That's awesome. I love that. Yeah. yeah, so it's cool. And um there's yeah, 
they they flexed Georgia's game next week against Auburn also. So they don't know if they're going to be in the 330 slot next week or back at noon again, depending so on what me, happens. Let me ask you this. So because CBS has first right of refusal, right? Am I correct? Yep. SEC games? Yep. Had they already picked the Alabama Ole Miss game? Like how did that happen? Yeah, so that so CBS has to has to make their pick a week out, so six days out. So they can do a flex option to wait to that six-day period, which is what they did. And after everything kind of settled and Alabama beat Florida, they rolled. They went Alabama Ole Miss. You know, you got Kiffin against Saban. And which is a great figured, game. That's going to be a good game. Yeah. Absolutely. And, and in no way they could have prognosticated that right. Arkansas is going to still be undefeated and – there's right. going to be all this juice around. You got great storylines with Sam Pittman coming back, Kirby's old old line coach, all these things. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's it's great for dogs fans. I thought it was super interesting after the Vandy game. Kirby comes out and makes a proclamation to Dog Nation that hey, we we need you to. We're going to be elite. We need you as a fan base to come be elite, be there early, and be loud. Because you know, noon kickoff. If you're a fan, you hate it because man, we get like eight tailgates a year. We want to want to take advantage of it right right so i I think it's going to be loud and i think game day being there is going to help with that and give them quite the advantage um i mean what has been the most surprising thing for you watching this 2021 georgia team thus far something you weren't expecting that that's come to fruition through four games i I, just the fact of how deep we are just the backups just stepping up and and putting on a clinic. I mean, literally, you said it earlier, like next man up, but like whoever knew that our next man up was, I mean, I mean, I knew that we were deep, but like we're deep in places where like I didn't expect us to need to be deep, if that makes sense. And and, yep. and what I'm referencing is Darnell Washington is, is like the first one that comes to mind with Brock Bauer stepping up. I mean, he's, I'm pretty sure he's still leading and receiving. He's got to be right. He was all he was already before last week, and then last week he did what he did. So, I think that man just like not only are we next man up, we're like next elite man up, and uh, it's just I, I would say that's the surprise. I hate watching watching us give up a a touchdown or watching our defense give up a touchdown two weeks ago, but. I think that's possible. You know, I, I knew it was eventually going to happen where, that you know, I don't know that any team can, can could go a whole season doing that. But, um, you know, that that's pretty surprising as well, I think. You know, not giving up – we've given up one touchdown uh, on defense. And so that's pretty, that's pretty impressive as well to me. Yeah, I, I think you're right about that. And I think some of that's narrative, right? We, right? we were told all summer that one of the weak spots on the, the defense was going to be the secondary. And with the way the wide open offenses are now in college football, that could be maybe an Achilles heel for Georgia's defense, especially given what we saw in the Alabama and Florida games last year. But really, it's been the exact opposite. They just have seemed like such a unit to me. And uh, we talked about this a little bit last week, but I'll tell you too. We had Brendan Todd uh, as a guest a couple weeks back, and he told us that he took a tour of the facility maybe uh, after week one or something and said the groupings of the lockers in Georgia's football locker room are by personality type. So Kirby's got guys not by position group but by personality type to kind of encourage and foster chemistry amongst the teams. And 
I mean, they don't miss a beat, man. They don't, they, they don't, they think everything. And you just, you just, you gotta love it, man. I mean, if you're a dogs fan, we just living in high cotton right now and you got to just embrace it and live with it. And (laughs) it's fantastic. Yeah. It's crazy. So we got a pretty big slate of games this week. I think somewhat surprisingly, I think five, five undefeated matchups this week. So we're going to, we're going to get you to pick 10 games with us against the spread. And uh, you know, this ain't just picking for fun, brother. We're, we're fighting for the 10 pounds of red here to the winner of this over the course of the year takes home the title belt. So I, love um, it. I, th- I think that'd be a nice addition to, uh, to the bus when you're traveling spot to spot each week. <laughs> I agree. I, All right, so, I got I to know who's leading this thing. Who? So, uh, boss, I got to check with you, but I think we're still got uh, Zach Tully. Zach. That's the golf collective is leading at seven and three. Seven that's and our three. clubhouse leader right now. Wow. Yep. That's right. Impressive. So that's Impressive. doable, brother. I'm feeling good on you on this. So. Yeah, I like it. I like it. All right, we are going to start with one of those undefeated matchups. It is a Friday night tilt, 8 p.m. kick. Uh, Iowa going to Maryland. So, number five, Iowa is a three-and-a-half-point favorite uh, going to College Park to play the Terrapins uh, with Mike Loxley. And I'm not even going to try to pronounce Tua's brother's first name, but Tua's brother been putting up somewhat like video game numbers uh, to start the year for Maryland. So, who are you liking that one, Drew? Um, I'm going to ride with the Hawkeyes in this one. What you think, boss? Who you got? Maryland is night and day different at home and away. And it is Talia Tagavailoa. Yeah, there you go. Um, and he, he puts up a much better numbers at home. I'm not so sure they're going to win this, but I think they're going to cover. Um, I think it's gonna be a really close game come down to the end. I like Maryland in this. Oh, nice. This is, this is a tough one for me. Iowa is about as boring as you can be. They hang, they just hang their hat on defense and try to run the clock out on you. I mean, not a lot of fireworks, but it's working, right? They beat everybody. It and does, win, does win ball games. That's it. And they've beat every game they've won by 10 points or more. But I don't know. I'm kind of with you on this, boss. Like, I think Maryland's going to have a vertical threat that they haven't seen yet. They're playing at home. It's Friday night. We got burnt on a home dog last week, boss and I both. So maybe I'm a little bit <laughs> holding on to that. Um, <laughs> so I think I'm going with the Terps too. I'm probably going to regret this, but I'm going to pick the Terps too. So we'll go with S- SVP and he a Terp, and we're going to roll with that for Friday night. <laughs> um, All okay. right. We got noon kick, Michigan going to Wisconsin. Oh. It's pretty much coin flip. I think Michigan's a half point favorite or something like that. So, who do you like in that one, Drew? Oh man, you know I it I had dude, I had trouble with some of these. I was like, man, I really don't know what to go with here. You know, I mean, Wisconsin has lost to two really good teams in Notre Dame and Penn State. Um, then you look at Michigan; it's like, okay, well, who have they played? And it's a dude. I'm uh, hmm. I think I'm gonna stick with my original pick. I almost just changed it, but I'm gonna stick with my original. I'm gonna stick with my original pick of uh, the Michigan Wolverines. Oh, I like it. Who you got in this one, boss? Well, I know where who your pick is. Wisconsin's at home. You're going rolling with the Badgers. So, <laughs> I am not sold on Michigan at all. But Wisconsin's offense is just god awful. 
Yeah. I, I'm going. I think the Wolverines win this. There, they cannot score. The Badgers cannot score. Yeah, Drew. Boss will tell you if if Athens is my favorite college town in America, Madison, Wisconsin is one B. I just love that town. Boy, I love that town. And uh, Camp Randall on a Saturday is just electric. And you know, play and jump around in the fourth, although it did not work out well for them in Chicago. They play jump around, and Chris Tyree takes one to the house immediately afterwards. So maybe they're a little snake bit on that in Chicago. But um, I don't know. This is a really, really tough one. And for the reasons that y'all pointed out, I, I, we don't know who Michigan is, right? Who have they played as a measuring stick to say, hey, who are they? And they're pretty boring, too, offensively. But you're both right. I mean, Wisconsin's boring, too. Like, their offense has been – it's been it's been a tough year for Graham Mertz, and he had a tough fourth quarter against Notre Dame. Um, I don't know, man. I, I'm only picking the Badgers to stay on brand with how I normally go, and that's picking <laughs> one of my favorite college towns in America and, and taking the coin flip at home. But I will not be surprised in the least if Michigan wins this football game. I think this is another tough line. You got Tennessee going to Columbia to play Mizzou. It's a noon kick, so 11 o'clock local in Columbia. Mizzou is a a two-and-a-half-point favorite over the Vols. Vols coming off playing the Gators in the Swamp in a night game. Mizzou had a tough road trip east to play BC, losing in overtime. Drew, who are you liking that one? Dude, this this was tough for me, but only because I have trouble pulling for Tennessee, right? Uh, also, I think ten- Tennessee, if I'm not mistaken, Tennessee's quarterback is questionable for this weekend, I think, uh, possibly Hooker. And also, M- Mizzou's – I think – didn't Boston College play a backup quarterback last week? I don't I don't know exactly who it was. But, uh, man, uh, and Tennessee's defense is is decent enough to beat Missouri. So, I'm, I'm going with the Volunteers. What you think, boss? This is my brain in a pretzel game. Um, I hate both <laughs> these, these. Both these teams stink. They're just they're just <laughs> they're just both bad. Um, this is one of those games. I look at it and it's like I I want to pick I, I want to pick the home team because they're at home, but there's gonna be no crowd there at 11 a.m. at Mizzou. There's just not. So I'm gonna roll with the balls. I don't like it. But I'm going to roll with them on this one just because I, I don't think either one of these teams are very good. And this this really could be a 9-6, 12-9 game. I, I, there could be no touchdowns here. Yeah, this is a tough one because you got Mizzou with counter Bays. Like, they could put up some points. I like Coach Drink. I think I, I like what he's trying to do there. Boy, that defense, from a rushing perspective, could not stop a nosebleed against Boston College last weekend. Like – I mean, I think if they had put the one kid from the student section in, that kid probably would have rushed for 150 last weekend against Mizzou. Like, they couldn't stop nobody. But then at Tennessee, to your point, Drew, if Joe Milton plays, I mean, he won't hit a receiver in the state of Missouri all day on Saturday. (laughs) So, I mean, what are you supposed to do with this? I I don't know. Stay just away. because Stay just away. because they have the better quarterback and the proven quarterback, I'm going to take Mizzou at home. But wow. who knows? Who know? Who knows what in the world is going to happen on this game at 11 a.m. Central? Whoo! Hope them boys go to Shakespeare's Pizza early and get tuned up a little bit before they roll into roll into that that stadium. 
Um, okay, better matchup, more intriguing matchup. We got another battle of the undefeateds. Uh, Georgia's Peach Bowl opponent from last year, Cincinnati, uh, off to another strong start this year. Going to South Bend to play the Irish at 2.30. Cincinnati is a one-and-a-half-point favorite at that game. Uh, in that game. Also, a lot of history there. Brian Kelly, former coach at Cincinnati. A uh, lot going on. Drew, who you like in that one? Uh, this is the first team that I'm going to take uh, the home team here. Uh, I'm going to roll with the Irish. Let's ask you this, Drew. Have you been to South Bend for a college football weekend? Never been. Never you been. Got to put it on the list, brother. I feel like I do. I mean, I like I it is. It is fantastic. We went for um, the dogs game there back in 2017. And like, it's great because the dogs won. But even if they hadn't, just the experience there, I think they are conscious that it's a football experience for college football fans. And so, man, they just go out of their way to make you feel comfortable, make sure you're having a good time. Um, So, yeah. Hey, man, if if you get an opportunity to play a show in South Bend, just say, hey, get your booking agent. Say, hey, man, make that thing on a college football Saturday, would you? Right. Uh, yeah boss who you got in this one? i'm glad i don't have my picks in front of me because i don't remember who i picked on this one i'm gonna go cincinnati they've got a better quarterback they've got the better defense i'm going i'm gonna go with cincinnati i don't this is i think home field could play a factor here but with notre dame's quarterback being gimpy eh, i don't like it i'm gonna go with ritter and uh fickle i too much defense there for cincy this is a monster game for Cincinnati, right? If you are a non-group of five conference, you got to have a feather like this in your cap to try and get into the dance. They did everything they could do with their schedule last year and still couldn't get into the college football playoff. I, this is a must-win game for Cincinnati. Boy, is it a tough must-win game to have. I mean, Notre Dame is coming off a big win in the Shamrock Series in Chicago. Um, Jack Cohn, yeah, the health of, of him gives me some pause, but that defense is really finding their stride. Oh, man, I don't know. I think I'm going to cop out and do the same thing I did in the Mizzou game. I'm going to take the quarterback with the most experience, and I'm going to take Desmond Ritter in Cincinnati. But, boy, this is another one, man. This could go either way. I just don't uh, – yeah, I, I don't feel great about this at all. None of these picks I feel good about, and I hate that feeling, but I'm rolling with the Bearcats. One right. other interesting factor before we move on, uh, their Notre Dame defensive coordinator is the defensive coordinator from Cincy last year. So that could play a factor in this one. Don't tell me that. I don't need to know that. See, now I'm like, <laughs> now I'm, I'm having second thoughts about it. I don't need to, you don't have to put my brain in a pretzel like that. I don't need all that. <laughs> all right. 3.30 game of the week. Ole Miss going to Tuscaloosa to play Alabama. Nick Saban coaching against one of his former assistants, which is well-publicized. He's never lost to one. Will Lane Kiffin be the first? Well, this is kind of a two-part question because asking if they're going to cover and asking if Lane Kiffin is going to go in and be the first assistant to beat Nick Saban are two different questions. But Alabama, a 14-and-a-half-point favorite at home, Drew. You think they're covering that number or what? Alabama is 100% covered. <laughs> Nick, Nick, Nick Saban is not going to take – his foot off the throat of Lane Kiffin for this game. He is, that's, I mean, I think Alabama could beat him by 31. Oh, I like this. 
See, Drew, I can already tell you, we're not even through the picture. And I'm just saying you come back anytime you want. That's the kind of proclamation <laughs> that I like right there. <laughs> All right, boss, what you got? I'm going the exact opposite. I think Ole Miss covers this, and I think it's a dogfight till the end. Think about what happened last year in that game. And Alabama's defense was much better last year. So I think this is going to be a dogfight to the end. I'm not, I don't think they're going to win. I think Alabama's you know, got too much of that it that Ole Miss doesn't have yet. But I think it's going to be close. I think the exact reason uh, that it's going to go the way that I said is because of what happened last year. Nick Saban is not going to let that happen again. There's no way. Yeah, for me, I am, I'm rolling with Drew on this. I'm taking the Crimson Tide. They have burnt me too many times when I've picked against them with a number like this where Vegas is going, please, please pick the underdog. Please pick the underdog. <laughs> and, yeah, I, I think they are going to come out with their hair on fire. I think they're probably still a little bit salty from that Florida game where everybody's going, oh, Alabama's not what we thought they were. Alabama might not be there this year. I think they are going to come out and absolutely lay a whipping on the Rebels. Also, you know, I don't, I don't really know that Ole Miss has played anybody yet this year, and that's kind of like a common thing to say, but have they? I mean, they beat Louisville, who took everything Louisville could muster to beat Florida State, who stinks out loud, and then they beat the pants off of Tulane, who really ain't done nothing but play Oklahoma close, and that's looking worse and worse by the week as Oklahoma stinks too. So, like, I don't know, man. I just – yeah, I'm with you, Drew. I think I think Alabama might win this game big. It might be over at halftime. Like CBS just gonna be licking their wounds for picking this game instead of taking the the Arkansas Georgia game. Um, okay, this is a very interesting game for me. Florida is going to Lexington to play Kentucky. Kentucky is an eight and a half point home dog. Who are you liking this one, Drew? Ooh, I mean, SEC games are always hard. We know that. I mean, who who knows? really what we have until they show up that day. But I'm, it's hard for me to, after, after what uh, Florida did with Alabama, they, I mean, they have, they have to win out. I mean, they, for them to have any chance at anything, um, they have to win ball games. And so I'm, I'm going to take Florida. I think they can, they can cover the, the eight and a half points. Who you got boss? This game matches up poorly for Florida. Florida cannot throw the ball. They are a dominant run first team. Kentucky has a solid front seven. I think it's going to be ugly, low scoring. I have taken Kentucky in the points. Yeah, this is a tough one for me because Florida top to bottom on the roster is way more talented than Kentucky. They should win the football game and they should cover this number. But I am not sold on Florida at the quarterback position. I'm just not. Um, and I think that Coach Stoops is just going to make a commitment and say, look, he's going to have to beat us. We are not going to allow them to run the football. And I do think they probably have the guys up front to do that. I think the other piece of that is Kentucky's got pretty darn good offensive line. I think uh, what the kid that won SEC Offensive Lineman of the Week this week is the kid from Kentucky. Second time he's won it this year. Um, they run the football well. They ran the football really well against that South Carolina team, who I think has a pretty good front seven uh, in Columbia on Saturday night. Um, I, I think I'm with you, boss. I I like them as a home dog here. I like that it's a night game. I I have heard, which always seems crazy when people tell me, 
that Lexington is a cool atmosphere to go watch a football game when they are rocking out. Kentucky's coming in undefeated. I think that fan base is going to be bananas. Uh, pun intended very much so, given their quarterback and how he, uh, he eats the bananas with oh. the skin on. Oh, um, God. But, uh, but, yeah. I, and this, this is another one where Florida could go win by 21 points. I mean, I, I have no feel for it. But, um, yeah, I, I'm going to go with the home dog here on this one. All right, we got a Big 12 matchup of undefeateds. I think somewhat surprising Big 12 matchup of undefeateds. Uh, Baylor going to Stillwater to play the Pokes. Pokes are three-and-a-half-point home favorites against the Bears. Who are you liking in this one, Drew? Oh, I, this is the one that I had the most trouble with uh, as far as, you know, what I thought. Because for me, um, I mean, the Cowboys are – I don't know that we know who they are, in my opinion. Um, they, you know, they beat Tulsa. Um, they beat Kansas State. They beat Boise State. Barely beat Boise State. Um, and then you got Baylor on the other end who beat Iowa State um, as an underdog. So uh, I think I'm going to roll with the Baylor Bears. Oh, I like it. What you think, boss? I like the Bears in this one. I, I, I don't have a whole lot of insight on this one to give you. I, I'm, going, I'm going with the fact SEC defensive coordinator to Big 12 head coach. That There's my reasoning behind it. <laughs> You're all rolling with the Bears. I'm taking Mike Gundy and the Cowboys. I have no good reason for that. Uh, I do think Stillwater is an electric atmosphere at night. I feel like that is one of the stadiums in the country where the fan base – looks and feels like they are just right up on the field. They're going to be smacking those paddles up against the, the padding all night. Um, yeah, I, I'm, I'm just going to roll with the Cowboys. I have no good reason for it. Don't, don't come to me for any information for placing a bet on this game. <laughs> uh, this, this is just kind of a coin flip for me. And since y'all pick Baylor, I'm just going to roll with the Cowboys. How about how we feel about that? We're going we're good with that. And if that keeps me from a perfect week, I'm going to be real salty about this pick. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, I think this is an interesting game, too, given how they looked last weekend. But, uh, boss, your boy, Coach Leach, and, yeah. the, and the Cowboy Chorus making their way to College Station to play Texas A&M. A&M is a nine-and-a-half-point favorite on Saturday night. Um, that stadium will be rocking. Uh, who are you liking that one, Drew? Um, I'm going to take the, uh, the Bulldogs from the West. Oh, I like this. Where are you going, boss? Look, I jumped off the, the pirate ship last week. You know I love Leach. And I'm jumping back on the pirate ship this week. <laughs> so, Texas A&M cannot score. I know Mississippi State's defense is awful, and they're going to put up some points. But their defense isn't very good either. They're just not playing good football right now. I'm not – I mean, that's a big number. I, I could see I, – I think they, they should win top to bottom. They have the better roster. But that's still a big number. Mississippi State made that game a lot closer last week than everybody thought they would. So it just proves that Vegas knows more than everybody else. I mean, what was that, a two-and-a-half point spread? And it was a three-point game? I mean, nobody yep. – I we did. We thought that was going to be a blowout last week. So, But I, I'm going back to the Bulldogs on this one. I'm with you, boys. I'm hopping on a pirate ship, grabbing my cowbell. I'm filling up a conch shell with a cocktail, and we're going to let it rip. And, I mean, also – can you have a more iconic Americana quarterback name than Will Rogers? I mean, who can't get behind that? 
Go Bulldogs, go. I, I like Mississippi State covering that. Um, okay, this is another one I think is real interesting. Auburn is going to Death Valley for a 9 o'clock Eastern, 8 o'clock local time kick. Don't nobody want to go play at Death Valley at 8 o'clock on a Saturday. Uh, LSU is a three-and-a-half-point favorite. Their quarterback, what's his first name, Max? Max Johnson, Brad's kid, Coach Rick's uh, nephew, having a pretty good year so far. Auburn got a little bit of a quarterback controversy after uh, barely getting by Georgia State, had to insert LSU transfer T.J. Finley into the game. I think I did see today that Bo Nix is currently listed as the starter on the depth chart. Uh, so it looks like Bo will play in that game as the starter in Death Valley. But LSU, three-and-a-half-point favorite at home. Who are you liking that with, Rip? Oh, man, this is tough. This really is tough. Um, and I think that I – Man, dude, I, I, I don't know. This is a tough one for me. Um, just the fact that LSU is at home is – that's what's making this tough for me. And um, to be honest with you, I have Auburn marked on my paper, but I think I'm going to change my pick. And I'm going to roll with the Tigers. Oh, I'm here for that. I'm here for a last-second change of heart. That's what I'm all about. Man, look, I'm and I got, I'm keeping up with it, so I got a high on here. <laughs> All right, boss, what you got? LSU at home on a Saturday night. The Cajuns are going to be raucous and drunk. And let's not forget, Auburn just fired a coach. There's apparently infighting right now between Harson's guys and the guys that were forced to stay on staff. Bo Nix plays. This game is going to be over quick. Finley plays. It's going to be over by the third quarter. LSU is going to roll in this one. This is about as unscientific as you can get. This don't have nothing to do with nobody on either roster. I'm just telling you. Baton Rouge, Death Valley, Tiger Stadium at night on a Saturday. Woo, Lord. I wouldn't want to play there. That's worth three and a half points all by itself. So I am rolling with the Tigers. Uh, yeah, I think there is going to be a whole lot of tuned up rowdy Cajuns there giving the Tigers all the hell they can handle on Saturday night so all right whole reason we're here boys big noon kickoff ESPN Chris Fowler Kirk Herbstreet in the house game day in Athens dogs hogs top 10 matchup Georgia is an 18 and a half point favorite where you sit on this one Drew I mean I'm of course I'm rolling with the dogs <laughs> uh, I, I think it's, you know, Arkansas is good, man. And Sam Pittman, I mean, I love that guy. I mean, if, you know, if if the Hogs aren't playing the Dogs, I'm going to pull for the Hogs. I, I like Sam Pittman. I love that whole fan base. You know, I love playing a show out there in Arkansas for those uh, folks out there. Um, but I think the Dogs are going to cover this one. And I, I, I got them uh, – I got them hanging twenty four on on the hogs. I think they. I think. I think uh, Arkansas scores like a, a late touchdown. Twenty four seven. That's what you like. I like. I like. I like thirty four ten. Oh, thirty four ten. Oh, I like that. That gets us real close to the total as well. That's that was my other question. How are we feeling about the over under? I think it's forty eight and a half this week. It seems a little high, but you know, I love me a total too. Who you got in this one, boss? Dogs are going to win. This is not going to be as close as everyone thinks. I have the dogs winning big, especially with 
uh, KJ Jefferson and Traylon Burks both gimpy in this. I mean, that's their two biggest weapons. That's their dual-threat quarterback. Hornsby's big, but he's big and lumbering. He's not as much of a dual-threat as Jefferson is. And Burks is in a boot right now. I mean, he's going to play. There's no question he's going to play, but he's in a boot right now. When you have your star wide receiver, probably one of the best wide receivers in the SEC in a boot before their biggest game of the year, you got to love that for for the dogs, especially when one of our quote-unquote weaknesses is the deep threat, and that's his biggest strength. I have the dogs in this one 41-17, and it may not be that close. Yeah, I I think the dogs are going to cover. I think this team is so different in so many ways, and I think there's a reason the line is this big. I think if you have watched both teams play, especially if you've watched Arkansas play, they're a good football team. They're good up front on both sides of the ball, which you would expect from a Sam Pittman head coach team and a Barry Odom uh, Barry Odom defensive coordinator team. I mean, they, they are what they are. I think the issue is going to be Arkansas has to have the big play to put up points on offense. They are not going to have some type of 12 and 13 play drive against Georgia's defense. It's just not going to happen. And they've got to run the football. And nobody has shown against this Georgia defense that they can do that. And I do not think Auburn will be the first. Um, so if that means that K.J. Jefferson has to beat them with, with their arm all day, man, I just don't see it. And I think they're really going to struggle because of that. And if he doesn't play, whew, it could be real ugly. And, you know, Georgia's not just coming off playing four weeks of really good football. They're getting two pretty big weapons back too, boys. I mean, Darnell Washington's going to make his debut. We're going to have some two tight end sets where we got Brock Bowers in one slot and Darnell Washington in the other. I mean, forget about it, boys. <laughs> can't, I can't wait for it. Just can't wait for it. Um, and then Tyke Smith, you add him into the mix on defense uh, as another weapon. So I just, whoo, I, I, I love, love, love Coach Pittman. You know, to your point, Drew, Boss and I picked the, the hogs every week on the show because we love Coach Pittman. So, so happy for his success and so happy they made that decision. You talk about a guy that's deserving, a guy that you can't not root for, right? I mean, right. play that damn jukebox. You got you just, you got to love the guy. And right. um, so it, it's just going to be a long day, I think, for Hogs fans. And I think, once again, as he always does, Kirby covering all his bases, that place is going to be hopping at noon. I think Dogs fans might be starting to get there at 10 o'clock. I mean, it's going to be electric at Sanford Stadium, and Dogs going to be too much. Man, this could be one of them ones where at halftime we're all shooting each other texts going, go Dogs, baby. I mean, it, it, it just it, it could happen. I, I think they're going to cover that number, and I think they could hit the over for the total too. I just – man, I, I don't know. They just seem like a juggernaut in so many ways, and I know it feels weird to embrace that as Dogs fans because we're waiting for something else. Right. This team is this team is real though, boys. I mean, they are just real, and I think they've bought into the fact that they are real. I mean, Kirby keeps saying the standard is the standard, and you know you're either elite or you're not. And man, they are living that every week. So, yeah, dogs all day, baby. I love it. I love it. Drew, what matchup you think is the turner in this game? Which one you think is kind of pivots it, and Georgia kind of lives and eats off the matchup? What's key for them? Uh, I mean, honestly, probably Darnell Washington. Uh, nobody has been able to watch him. No, nobody has film on him for this year. Uh, and, I mean, what a great game for him to come back in on the field for us. You know, um, that's going to be super important. And, I mean, I always I always uh, have to be excited about watching Jordan Davis do what he does. So, 
Absolutely. Boy, 99 is becoming like one of my all time favorites. I just, the guy's just electric. Absolutely. Absolutely. Just, just fun to watch. And, uh, man, it's, it's going to be a, a good game. Hey, I'm, I'm, I'm excited that it is a noon game. Uh, you know, I, I'm, it's kind of weird for me to say that because I normally wouldn't say that. I like night games. I love the, you know, environment and atmosphere of a night game. Fans get to tailgate all day long. Us in country music, uh, we're all about tailgating and have a good, having a good time, you know. Um, and so I would normally pull for the, for the night game, but uh, I'm, I'm liking this noon game simply for the fact that I'm going to get to watch it. Love that. We're all for that, brother. Well, you're off the hot seat with your 10 picks, man. I'm feeling good about it. I think you're going to have a good week. I think that, that belt might come live with you. We'll see. I mean, if, if I have the luck that I had this past weekend, it will not be visiting my house. But uh, <laughs> no. We're always That's one it. week away, right. brother. That's it. That's it. Well, hey, man, tell, uh, tell all of our listeners how they can support you and follow you. Yeah, uh, you can check out any of my uh, social media at Drew Parker Plays. Uh, you can find all my tour dates and merchandise at drewparkermusic.com. And, uh, yeah, love to come, love, love for you to come hang out with us at a show and uh, see where we're going to be on my website and check out my music, stream my music, call your local radio stations and re- request that, that uh, they play my song. So uh, that would be fantastic. Well, look, guys, not only is Drew's music absolutely aces, but after hearing him today as Dogs fans, I don't know how y'all can't support him and root for him. So, well, hey, uh, I do want to say one last thing, too. I was You, you said what was going to be the deciding factor. I don't, I don't know like what matchup I'm looking forward to. But I mentioned Jordan Davis. I, I'll tell you what else is surprising. And I mentioned something earlier, like what's been surprising about Georgia altogether was when I said next man up, and it's like next elite man up. I'll tell you who I enjoyed watching last week was Jalen Carter. Oh boy, yes sir. I mean, he he's awesome. Yeah, I mean the 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 fact that we I mean you know I don't know if you want to call I don't I don't like calling him a backup but the guy the the fact that he is the guy that's replacing Jordan Davis is, is insane to me. <laughs> yeah, he's he's the pass rush defensive tackle. Yes. Yes. Yeah, it's, it's, it's just he's fun to watch, man. They just have a zero drop off roster, and it's it's just exactly. outstanding. And, yeah. and I think that's that's what it's going to take, um, and that's what's going to make this year so special for the dogs. And I'm 100 percent here for it. Well, we are uh, we're going to be rooting for the dogs, and we're going to be rooting for you too, Drew. And we'll link all those things in our show notes. So if you're listening to the show, go into our show notes. Make sure you follow Drew on all his social channels. Go check out his site, get yourself a T-shirt, stream his music on every platform that you can, uh, and go see him in person, man. He puts on a kick-ass show. So uh, make sure and support him any way y'all can. And as we always say to close out our shows, go dogs, sick them. See y'all, boys. Go dogs. Appreciate y'all. Hey, George is better now.
It's lunchtime at Tim Hortons, and we're serving up a special deal just for you. Our new $5.99 lunch deal includes your choice of any lunch sandwich and a side of crunchy kettle chips. Because what's lunch without a little crunch? And the sandwich choice is all yours. Like a ham and Swiss, Chipotle chicken wrap, BLT, and more. Made to order just the way you like it. Tim Hortons' new lunch deal. Simple, delicious, and just $5.99. Now that's a good deal. Only at your neighborhood Tim's. U.S. only. Price and participation vary. Terms apply.